Good evening to you. It is Sunday, February 18th at uh, 6.46 p.m. I'm late. I'm way late. I know some of you guys pay good subscription fees to get post games from your fellows at uh, Boiled Sports, and I apologize to those who are paying such a uh, monthly due. But I'll be real honest. Why it happened was my father-in-law turned 75 today. My wife scheduled lunch. And it was a worthy cause, and it's probably better that I didn't watch the game live, but I did watch it eventually. Got to watch a little bit of the score while ruining my dessert. Um, and I'm going to talk about that. I appreciate anyone who wants to tune in live at this point, um, especially since it's so late. But also, following a loss, they're always a little bit tougher. But I've committed to you to do post games, so here I am doing post game, and um, I'm going to talk about my observations, and I'm going to talk about uh, what happened statistically. I have not watched post game comments from the coaches or players yet. I have not watched any of the other games, or uh, pardon me, any of the other shows that react. So I don't know what they have to say. Maybe I'll do a reaction piece on that. I don't know. It depends on how I'm. Um, struck, but first, before I want to do that, I want to thank our good, good friends at AJ's. Head over to AJ's when you're on campus. Uh, Purdue will uh, will play Rutgers at home this week, and when you're on campus, you're going to root on your boilers, head towards the fire station, AJ's on Vine, burgers, beef, and beer. And I've, I've done this this year where I've been so hot about a loss, and they haven't lost a lot, obviously, but that I didn't even mention the sponsors, but I'm not that angry right now because it's been hours and hours <laughs> since the game. So, like I said, maybe it's a better thing to watch it somewhat um, cooler and calmer. Um, I generally do not do that, though. The watching the game late, that's not my way, but uh, circumstances delegated me to do something different. Um, also, uh, if you need a comfortable sweatshirt or T-shirt, you can't have this one. This is uh, members-only gear at the uh, Boiled Sports uh, Country Club. But in case you need a sweatshirt or a t-shirt, head over to homefieldapparel.com. Enter Boiled23, you get 15% off your first order. And then they have another code, and I don't know what it is. Like I said, check our Twitter feed if you want to dig a little bit, or Homefield's Twitter feed. I think it's 20% off still. Um, with their code, you should do that. If you if you had something in the cart and you haven't done it, haven't pulled the trigger, go ahead and do it. A lot of good stuff there, soft stuff, comfy stuff, good designs, uh, home field apparel. Uh, okay, so here's what I, I, my first observation, number one, you, you saw my cover art, um, and I wanted to address this. I, I, it's not that I'm like in a deep, dark depression like the, the image. If you don't know the reference image, um, see the movie Old School, it's excellent, it's an old one. For some of you guys, it'd be really old if you're really young, if you're my age, it doesn't seem like that long ago. But Will Ferrell gets hit with a trank dart. He shoots himself with a trank dart in the neck and then um, almost drowns in a pool. Um, and so the reason I put that there is because they play Simon and Garfunkel's uh, Sound of Silence. Hello, darkness, my old friend. The famous line is happening as he's sinking in the pool. And the reason I do that is not because I feel like I'm not, I'm not in a deep, dark place after this game. Obviously, you can see my the way I'm acting. But what... I'm bothered by, or what I'm thinking about is that I said, let's see how this team does in February, in the second week of February specifically, because that's when the wheels came off last year. Um, 
in case you're wondering what, what I mean by the wheels coming off, you want your memory to be jogged. Purdue lost, I think, three of four at exactly this time last year. I think it was IU, Northwestern, and Maryland. If I'm remembering correctly, it was IU. Are you on the road then? It doesn't matter. But, but two of those three, I know, Northwestern and Maryland, um, I said those are kind of mediocre teams. Maryland, by record, much better than this Ohio State team. And Maryland did not have their coach fired in the middle of the season last year. Ohio State, though, 11 losses, had their coach fired early this week. They played some inspired basketball. And if you're not um, – if you – I said this to my wife. If you remove the records off the screen, so let's pretend for a second a time machine dropped us right into today from last year and dropped you right in. You're watching the Purdue-Ohio State game live, and you can't see the records, can't see the rankings. I think you'd watch that game and say, Ohio State's probably ranked, and Purdue's lower ranked, and I'm guessing Purdue has five or six losses, and Ohio State has three or four. Ohio State just looks like the better team, and they did. That's the, that's the kind of the weird um, the place I landed on that. I tried to watch that game completely like with uh, without my heavy biases. I just think Ohio State looked like a better team. And guess what? Minnesota looked like a better team in the first half of the last game. So what does that mean? Well, it seems to mean right now, if I were really going to break this down, I'd say Purdue's defense is failing them, and uh, it's a problem. Uh, it was It's a problem. It was a problem at times last year, right? And their defense was worse and lower ranked last year, according to Ken Baum and others. Purdue's defense is a bit better. It's not great, but it's better. Their defense efficiency is better. But, man, there's some guys that are struggling on this team. And the other thing, how about this one? So if you want to look at another – so if you want to look at a bunch of factors, you want to get really analytical. And I'm going to try – the biggest thing I want to try not to do is just completely throw guys under the bus because I don't like doing that ever, okay? But we've seen three of Lawyers and three of Jones's – well, Jones played a pretty good sec, first half. his Or second half, pardon me, pardon me. Second half, pretty solid. His first half was interesting. He hits the opening shot in the early seconds of that game. Purdue up three to zero. Then he doesn't score again for 19 and a half minutes. And he shot seven times. We went one for seven. In the first half. And Lawyer, conversely, went one for seven in the first half. And I think Lawyer ends the game going one for seven. I can look at that. But you now have had three games in a row where Lawyer and Jones have both struggled, if not completely, but absolutely during the game. Uh, Another fun fact, interesting fact, if you will, Lawyer's hit 1-3 in the month of February. Granted, Purdue hadn't played a ton of games, right? there. I think this is the third game. This is the third game of February. But he's got one three in those three games. On top of that, he looks to be struggling on defense. So I'm trying, like I said, I'm trying to be as even keel and even and level-headed as I can. But that's frustrating to watch. And like I've I've theorized at why Lawyer is playing so much. And one of the big things is I think Painter believes that he understands what's going on on the court. I think Painter trusts Lawyer's um, ability to think the game. The problem is his ability to play the game right now is not what it should be for a guy with as many games as a starter as he's had. That's that's the big thing. I'm not asking for, and I'll, many of you would just say, burn it down, completely change the, the starting five, figure something out right now. I don't think that's the right answer. I do think it might be a right answer now since, since 
two straight games, Purdue looks like it, it, it's not just these two games though. There, there's been some struggles in the last five, I'd say. They haven't lost all of them, right? But part of it is teams really are desperate to get things done at this time of year. Ohio State's not in the position where they're going to scramble and make an NCAA tournament. But teams like Minnesota really need wins to get in the tournament. Um, I don't think, I mean, Michigan and Rutgers aren't going to make the dance. But Rutgers, man, if you think of a team that Purdue struggles with the style of play, I don't think there's anybody historically Purdue has struggled with more than, than Steve Peichel defenses. And they're gonna. It doesn't matter that the next game is at Mackey Arena. What matters? It's still gonna be a Pico coach team, and they are still gonna just try to drag Purdue into the muck, and slow the day game down. Well, Purdue loses today, sixty-nine to seventy-three. Um, that's pretty far off Purdue's place pace. Very far off Purdue's pace, actually. Um, Ohio State. I, I, I peeked ahead at the stats a little bit. Ohio State shot thirty-three percent from three. Purdue shot thirty-three percent from three. Um, and Purdue is the best sh- uh, three-point shooting team in the in the conference. But I'll talk a little bit about why I think specific guys killed Purdue. But uh, like I said, Ohio State played better. Uh, Ohio State deserved to win. Purdue made made it interesting at the end. Zach Zach Eady in the last what seven minutes played um, really uh, high high level basketball. Of course, not surprising to see him do that. But I think he was well off his pace of, what, 21 and a half, 22 points a game. The ends right at his average at 22 and 13. He passed Joe Barry, Barry Carroll. He's now the all-time leading rebounder. That's noteworthy. It's great. Uh, I would have liked to have seen it at home in a win, but he needed 20 boards to do that in the last game. So let me just reiterate that it's not the end of the world dependent upon what your perspective is of Purdue basketball. But it absolutely feels like some of the problems that were happening last year in February are happening again. Specifically, guards looking like they've hit a wall or a guard looking like he's hit a wall. That's my biggest concern. If, if I'm going to say, if I can just say one thing, if that's all I get, that's my biggest concern. Um, great to see Jones light it up in the second half. He played pretty well. I think, um, let's see, he had, he had nine of his points in the second half. He had three in the first half. That's probably right. Um, but Purdue needs more. And in that game, Ohio State looked better. And what that is, the interesting thing about that, if you're into rankings, so Purdue loses, they're obviously going to fall. And I said, well, they fall to four or five. No, they won't. They're going to fall to three. And the reason they're only going to fall one, even though they just got beaten by a team that was so bad that their coach got fired, is because the gap between Purdue and the next teams is two losses. And then on top of that, Purdue has a bit of a stranglehold. Purdue, Houston, and UConn have really been up in a league of their own. Houston's shown some um, some shaky legs, if you will, at times in the Big 12 this year. But it was UConn and Purdue doing just handling their business. And by the way, I said this on Twitter, Houston and UConn put statement games on the board. And somebody joked with me, and so did Purdue. Purdue just put a statement game on the board. No doubt about it. They made a statement, but it's not the statement that you want. Um... So that's uh, that's tough. Let me let me um, uh, let me look at the stats now. Let me look at the stats. Um, Purdue loses sixty nine seventy three. Purdue falls to twenty three and three, which is really really. When you say somebody falls to twenty three and three, we've actually seen this happen two seasons in a row. That's a crazy thing to say and feel like it hurts, but it hurts because of the manner at which they lose. <laughs> the manner at which they lose is so similar. Like I said. There are some guys that that really 
played well for Ohio State. Battle was the former Minnesota wing, had 19 points. He was lighting it up from three. He was three for five. Um, and when uh, not really everybody struggled against him, let's be really honest, okay? And so Purdue's in a bit of a pickle when they've got a, a, a wing that can score like him, a guy with height that can shoot from deep. Garcia did it last game. Battle does it this game. On top of that, Thornton um, looked as good as he is. He 22 points, 8 of 17 field goals. I mean, solid game. He's a good player. Ohio State has talent. That's the thing that probably is the f- most frustrating thing for Ohio State fans. They have young talent and they have old talent. Holtman, if you didn't know this, made the decision this year to really dig into recruiting instead of going to the portal, mostly. And a lot of Ohio State fans were angry that he decided that because they were getting swallowed up by older teams. Well... Today, they may have played to their to their potential. I think that's the way you'd look at it. Um, Purdue didn't play their potential, and Purdue just looked like they were struggling. Gillis came off the bench, didn't, didn't play the game that I think many of you thought he would. Just two points in 16 minutes. Ethan Morton. Yeah. Ethan Morton's defense uh, is obviously the thing that keeps him in the lineup because he's a solid defender. I mean, nobody really, honestly, nobody could stop battle when he got hot in the second half. But Morton... He plays 19 minutes. He doesn't shoot. Colvin plays four minutes. He doesn't shoot. Gillis plays 16 minutes. He shoots the ball three times. Um, on top of that, you have Lawyer go one for seven in the game. That means he didn't shoot at all in the second half. Guys, confidence must be shot right now. I mean, not just lawyers, but a lot of guys. The only guy who seems to be conscience, conscienceless would be Jones, who... Um, he didn't light it on fire. I was a little bit wrong about that. But he was 1 for 7 in the first half. He ends up the game 3 for 11. Um, and uh, his first 3 comes in the opening seconds. His other two threes come in the second half. Goes. This is the craziest stat. I'm sure you've seen this. If you want follow Cobra on Twitter, uh, Purdue goes 100% from the free throw line. They really, if you look at what Purdue's game plan is most of the time, which is get a team in foul trouble, get Edie to the line, keep dumping, keep going to that well, eventually they fell out. Purdue did what they wanted to do. Purdue shot 20 free throws. Ohio State shot 11. So Purdue shot free throws that well and still lost to Ohio State by four. Ohio State played better. You got you to gotta resign yourself to that. Um, Purdue out-rebounded them, of course. Not unusual by 13. Um, couldn't really... They needed a couple rebounds late in the game. They didn't get. They didn't come up with. But Edie finishes with 22, 13, three assists, three blocks, but the... Toughest thing to swallow for all Purdue fans, turnovers. He had six turnovers. Smith had three turnovers. Not a bad day for Smith. Uh, 12 points, uh, five boards, seven assists. Excellent. We're so spoiled with both Edie and Smith's play. But seven assists is hard. That's a difficult thing. Obviously, he benefits from Edie being there. But he's going to get his assist regardless of who's in that lineup. We'll see that next year again. But that is something we are very spoiled with those two. So who would be the big three? The third one, it would be Kaufman today because he had, uh, well, it'd probably be Jones, actually. Jones, 13 points, like I said, uh, four boards. But Kaufman has 12 points, had 12 points, three boards, two assists. But most of his work was done in the first half. So it's interesting. If you say the big three combo need to really be there, right? Somebody needs to be that third guy. And today it was really, they split the baby. You had Kaufman was the guy in the first half. Jones was the guy in the second half. Um Smith played 39 minutes, man. And the Edie's minutes were uh, was, were limited uh, because of foul trouble in the first half. I'd say one of those fouls looked legit. 
The other one was Zach, uh, Zed Key fishing for a foul, and he got the call. Um, the amount of contact and the way that was drawn. Anyway, uh, there's no – if you're frustrated with the officials, if you think the officials were the difference maker in this game, again, I, I will say you need to watch more college basketball because the officials do what officials do. You can't let the game be that close on the road. You can't let it be within striking distance because you're going to lose that game almost every time as a road dog. Not a road dog, a road team. Purdue was favored in this game. Class State improves to 15-11. Purdue's 23-3. Okay, let's look at your comments. I appreciate everybody being here. Um, let's see. Ted Berkey says, that was not fun. No, it wasn't fun. Okay, not every game's going to be fun. And we've had a lot of fun days this year. I think that's the other thing. Let's, uh, let's be real honest with ourselves. Um, Let's see. Jeff says, why is lawyer playing? See, he's going to play. I think the question is, let's see. What, what? How many minutes was that? Let me look at that. Uh, so the lawyer played 25 minutes. So, by the way, that's reduced minutes. And I think if you look at anything, who took those minutes? Uh, Morton took the minutes. Um, am I getting that right? Yeah, 25 minutes. That's that's reduced minutes. That's reduced minutes. But I yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying go to the point where the guy shouldn't play at all. I think what you do is you maybe you should start. I mean, the guys at Sleepers talked about those drops and plays for him. The problem that lawyer has is he's not shooting the ball great. Uh, it looks to me like a guy who's fatigued. When you're shooting one for seven in a game and you're a shooter, that means generally your legs are a problem. Purdue's had decent breaks. The last two gaps, right before the Minnesota game, they had a nice gap. Um, for the IU game, they had a nice gap. This was more of a standard, what, three, four day, three day. Uh, T-Rex says, uh, the game felt like the last two years type of losses, uh, just kind of new from the get-go. Um, Purdue started off well. They were up 8-0. So I don't know if you knew from the get-go. I don't know if any of us knew from the get-go. Um, so it's tough. It's, it's tough to watch what feels to be like a similar problem, but... I don't think there's any reason to, uh, if you're a Purdue fan and you stay, you've, you're, you're here on a Sunday night long after the game's over, stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. You may, you may, your outlook might not be as good as it was coming into this game, but let's see what happens next, the next few games. Um, enjoy it for what it is and nothing else. I mean, Purdue is a top three team in the nation. They're going to be top three tomorrow again. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say other than um, – I, I'm not. I'm not going to wish it away at this point, just because I really like to see Edie do some things still. So, um, and I'd like to see this team galvanize themselves. I'd like to see them gel even a bit more. Uh, I'd like to see some guys prove me wrong, um, and tell me that they still have big things to do, um, and that they'll do it. I'd also like to see Painter uh, go away from some of his tendencies. We had a discussion, uh, the boiled sports discussion. We talked about you know Painter's. Um, Tendencies from a sub, sub subbing stand, standpoint, substitution standpoint, he kind of gets locked in after January. Um, generally, after a loss, he might change something. The problem is the damage is a bit done in some of these personnel issues because some guys needed minutes last month, and they didn't get it. Um, they didn't get it. So, um, what's going on there? Um, let's see. So... Um, Adam P. says, didn't someone once say something like, every win is meaningless, every loss is a referendum? That's what Anish said. I thought it was a great quote. Um, that's, uh, And he was saying tongue-in-cheek because he was saying at the, the Purdue fans that feel that way, that every, Purdue pretty much has to win every game. Yeah, I understand 
the sentiment and it's tongue in cheek. But the next thing is, the next thing is, um, you got to show some improvement from last year. You got to show some learning. And I know Painter's big on analytics. Look at the analytics. What's happened in the last few games? And Painter's a smart, smart guy. Um, and some adjustments need to be made. Uh, next game's a tough one, uh, just because it's Rutgers again. Um, yeah, Andy and Colorado said old school isn't that old. Well, Andy, then you're probably old like me, because if you're young, that game seems or that game that movie seems like it's a long time ago. But I agree. I, I don't think it's that old. Kevin and Albuquerque says turnovers and points from them and the inability to get threes. What did I say? The turnovers for Purdue uh, were it's it's exactly the problem that Purdue's had the last few years. That 14, 14 turnovers is kind of a, a tough line for Purdue to win. Purdue has fourteen. Ohio State has six turnovers. Uh, yeah, I mean this is it's a problem. It's a problem, and um, statistically, they show that those turnovers are costly. Uh, it's one category Purdue has been – they've had struggles all, all season. So, uh, Austin Ray says, drove to Columbus for the game. It was surprisingly cooler watching in person uh, in enemy territory than watching from the couch. One of those days, these guys will rebound and be back. I hope you're right. I, I think they're – I mean, rebound and be back, they're – it's just a loss, just one loss. It's a long season, and I thought they would lose one of their last seven. I didn't think it'd be this one, but this is what this this is what this program has done. Let's be real honest. I thought that they'd lose in Maui, right? And they didn't. They rolled through and won. Um, so, if you read my little uh, little blurb about this game, I say if it weren't for mediocre or bad teams, even mediocre bad teams, Purdue would be back to back to back national title holders. But uh, doesn't work that way, and that's that's also tongue in cheek. Uh, Boilers. 012 says greetings. Was hoping for a better performance, but the uh, post game rap is making up for the five and a half hour drive back home a little more entertaining. Well, good, good. Glad it's helping your drive. That's that's a heck of a good. Good all these boilers that got that went to Columbus. Good on you. One thing I wanted to say about that: a lot of people went to Columbus. A lot of people from God's country, the good side, went there. Purdue historically struggles in Columbus, and this is something I think we need to look at. And it's legit. Last year, I mean, Ohio State was better than they are this year, I believe. A couple games better, if I'm remembering correctly. But Purdue, it, Purdue won by two last year and looked like they had the game lost in the closing minutes. This year, it, it looked like Ohio State was going to go away from it. Purdue closed, you know, closed the gap. Um, but Columbus is a hard place for Purdue to lose. The, la the time before that, when Purdue played in Columbus, it was a two-point win for Ohio State. So... Pretty evenly matched, but Ohio State wins in Columbus when they play Purdue. It's not that way for every team they play in Columbus. Purdue struggles in Columbus, historically. The Baby Boilers had a resounding win in Columbus. I can't remember any. I can't remember another resounding win, honestly. Maybe you guys can help me on that. Um, I'll get through the comments now. Uh, Nolan23 says, Morton playing 19 minutes is a losing recipe. Well, uh, I mean, the... What's the answer? Uh, I guess Heidi would be the answer at that point. Everybody wants to see Colvin grow up and Heidi both grow up and be as good as they're going to be next year. Everybody does, right? And everybody would love to see Morton have his jumper back from two seasons ago. No doubt. But things are what they are. And uh, they've got some things to figure out. Coaches have to do something. I think you've got some geniuses, literal geniuses on the sideline at Purdue. Let's see how genius they are. See how they earn their, uh, their uh, big... Big salaries. Something like big salaries. 
some of them are you know not making enough for what they're doing. Austin Ray, uh, he already said that. Uh, okay, uh, we'll go back here. Uh, T Rex says, uh, just don't understand lawyer. He doesn't even seem to be trying to get a shot. Derek McMulligan says, we have to play more Colvin and less lawyer, more Heidi and less Morton. That's my take. We made we made the mistake last year of not adjusting. You can't have players who are entirely one-dimensional. I've uh, talked enough about this. Um, Justin Boatwright said Matt Painter in the game in the game graded out as a nine on a one to ten one of ten scale one to ten scale. He is uh, Dallas Cowboys Jerry Jones, but without the natties, doing things his way. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. He graded out. Uh, nine on one ten scale. I don't know what that scale is. Um, but Derek McMullen again says, "Wonder why Colvin didn't get the ball when he was in there. Was open multiple times. I, I don't. Here's the thing. I don't want Purdue fans to start connecting dots that don't connect. I, I think that's foolishness. Um, so when you start, when we start saying things like it's not just you, when people start doing things like that, um, I think it's it's a fool's game. We just don't know everything." Here's what you do know. Watch the game, and so watch watch Lawyer. ISO in on Lawyer. Watch it on DVR, I, I challenge you. Okay, then watch Heidi, and then watch Colvin, and then watch Morton. See what you come away with. Then, if you really want to dig deeper, I told you guys about the analytics of this the other day. The most efficient lineup has Morton in it. Um, and I understand that's frustrating to some people, and I know Morton and looking for a shot. Morton does a lot of little things, and he is a good defender. He is hands down the best defender of that group. No doubt. There is no doubt. But then who's the next offensive threat in that group? Right now, right now it would look to me to be Heidi, but Heidi's not really looking for a shot as much either. So really interesting thing Purdue needs to figure something out. Really, I'll tell you what would clear it up in a hurry, okay? If Jones can get back into that rhythm he was in, what, two weeks ago? If he gets back into that rhythm, the problem is solved. It's that simple. Now... Teams are trying to take away Jones because they've figured that out too. So they're trying to say, okay, go get him, Fletch. So then Fletch has to do it, and he's probably drawing decent defender at that point, uh, whether or not sagging on him. Lots of, a lot of work to do. Um, let's see. Uh, Andy in Colorado says, I think Purdue really needs to win the next three. Um, if you look at the next three, you got Rutgers, Michigan, Michigan State. The real hard part of the game, uh, the season, all of a sudden, is Purdue ends with three tournament teams, unless Wisconsin keeps wetting themselves. But you've got Michigan State, uh, at Illinois, and Wisconsin, and every game, other game is home and away now. So you've got uh, at Mackey versus Rutgers, at Chrysler. That game scares me more than any of them. I'll be real honest. I hope they just squash them, and it's not a big deal. But that's another team that's like Ohio State, and that there is talent there. And I think McDermott's playing in that game, I believe. Is that, is that his name? McDaniel? Doug? Whatever his name is. Um, so that's they're a different team when he's in the lineup. Um, Derek Mulliken says, I'm okay with the loss. 100% quad one road loss, whatever. But we have to learn and adjust. I'm not okay with this loss. So you and I are different. And the reason I'm not okay with this loss is because that's a bad team. I don't care about them getting their, their special interim coach. I don't care about it. I really don't. Um, I think they just played better than Purdue. Uh, Purdue was not good on defense. Purdue, again, mentally didn't look like the hunted. Um, so there's there's I, I'm not okay with the loss, so I, I, I'm glad you've come to peace with it. I, I hope... 
uh, I hope I come to peace with some of these losses. Tripod says Ohio State guys uh, were playing for their jobs today. Yeah, sure, sure. They're solid players. They, a lot of people said, uh, sleepers said that they're they're putting their tryout in for the transfer portal. I don't care. Um, I don't care. Uh, a team like that, you break their spirit early by playing like you're capable of playing. Instead, Purdue played one of their worst games this season. Probably their worst game this season. I, I would bet a deep dive into analytics said it's the worst uh, worst game of the season. Um, but I, I haven't done that. I've done the deep dive. Deep dive. Um, yeah, Kevin Albuquerque says, you've got a dark dark your neck. You're crazy. Um, let's see... Let's see, trying to get down. There's a lot of comments. Appreciate, again, everybody being here. Nita Breen Burst says, love my Boilermakers no matter what. Uh, hey, by the way, I think you asked if I would be in the game, the next game in West Lafayette. I'm not going to be there. I don't have any more tickets left. So I think my tickets are exhausted. Probably my game games at Mackey are done for the season. So appreciate you asking that. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, Rutgers is going to be tough, Jared. I agree, Jared. Kosaki. Kosaki. Um, I don't know if I said it the same way twice. Ed Albany says, what makes it frustrating is that we lose to a very crappy team. If it was UConn, then okay. But to the worst team in the Big Ten, uh, FDU thoughts again. Yeah, and that's the problem. That's why I joke about that sounds of silence, right? It's not the Purdue doesn't lose the good team. So that's the funny thing. I'm nervous when I look at the quality of teams left in that bottom, that last three. But really, the team makes me most nervous. It's Michigan on the road. Um, and, by the way, Purdue's going to be third in that game. And then you got to get ready for another court storming, boys and girls. Whee! So, Jay Boiler says, problem is defense. Beginning of the game, TKR's guy was setting screens for Thornton. Yeah, beginning of the game, they started opening things up. We saw that IU did that pretty well, too. Um, but then Purdue stopped hitting shots altogether. TKR was... Uh, was uh, able to hard hedge on the stop of Thornton once they used uh, Edie's E D E Y Edie's man to screen. Uh, we played drop coverage. Um, yeah, Purdue's defense. That's what I said in the beginning. I, Purdue's defense failed them, and um, I think Purdue's defense failed them in the first half against Minnesota. Funny thing. So I have a, a friend who said, if I'm going to compete, and I've got five fouls to use. I'm going to, if I've got five total fouls, I'm going to use four of them as a competitor. And this is what I've been saying. You don't need to destroy a guy to foul him and take him out of rhythm. When a guy just looks like he's gaining momentum and there's nothing you can do, start slowing the game down a little bit for that guy, right? Um, and Purdue's had this happen a couple times where they haven't just got up in a guy's jersey and, and adopted some of that t tactic to say, okay, we're going to play a little more physical right now. And I know that's not what Painter thinks. Painter thinks you don't use fouls. But when it's not when your game plan isn't working, when the normal philosophy isn't working on a given night, that's when you have that's when coaches earn their big money, right? By making adjustments, and we've seen Painter do it at times in his career, by making the big adjustment and changing the end result. Purdue was patient tonight. I think that's part of the thing. Okay, let's say Ohio State. Yep, everybody's playing for tryout for transfer portal. New coach Clappy Clappenstein is on the sideline. He's Squatting and clapping every play. Great. Everybody's all into it. Awesome. So Purdue played patient. They almost got the job done. But it was the game was really slipping away rapidly, and it was only Zach Eady, really. Well, Jones made a couple plays, too. Um, without a 
it, I, I didn't see much change in philosophy other than Lawyer was on the bench a little bit more and Morton was in on defense. So um, let's see, Jay Arvin says, should Gillis be starting, TK are coming early? Seems like it would help spacing for Edie. I have not understood the starting lineup all season. I'll be very honest. I have not understood it. I, I think it would make more sense to give TKR some of the, the split idea or philosophy that you know Travion and Edie used to have. Not that many minutes, of course, but let him come in, just be that's that's his guy. If, if, you, need, if you don't need him, sorry, TKR, what can you say? But yeah, Gillis should be in the starting lineup. Of course he should. Of course he should. He's been a great six-man all year. He's better than a six-man for this team. His stats show that. He's he's the fifth best player on the team. I'd say probably maybe fourth in offensive efficiency, I'm guessing. Um, so, yeah, he should be starting. I agree. But it doesn't matter what I think. Uh, James Phipps says, I felt like the Minnesota game was an awesome test and we prevailed. This was an awesome test and tune before March just ran out of time. There's 40 minutes in the game. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you're not going to play. Well, here's the, you are going to play in that sort of hostile environment. I mean it. We saw it in the FDU game. Purdue is going to play. They won't play that way in Indianapolis, by the way. It won't be that way. There won't be that many people that are rooting on whoever they play. If they end up with a one or a two seed, there won't be that many people in the arena. If it's, if it's in Indy or Detroit in Indy, I can't remember. Best case scenario, right? I think that's the path that you'd go through those two. Um, Detroit, obviously you could have a lot of anti-Purdue sentiment in that arena, and you could have a very hostile environment. When you are playing, and I can't remember which one's which, which one's the first round. I guess I think it's Indy and then Detroit, I believe. I I, I don't know. I live in the now, man. Um, so I'm not uh, looking too far ahead, foolishly. Um, yeah, Nolan23 says, Painter's sticking with the starting lineup, his classic stubbornness, Gillis. Uh, should start. Uh, Michael Hogg says, my take, Noel, is that maybe lawyers should come off the bench for a couple games. I, I think these are all good ideas. I think they're all good ideas. I would love to see, I would love to see, I don't want to say, I, I hate saying the word accountability. I don't know everything that's going on in practice or in the huddle or all that, or, um, but I would, I would love to see some accountability for a guy not playing as well. Um, and we saw it. I mean, like I said, they cut his minutes quite a bit. I think they cut his minutes. His average is up in the thir the low 30s, I believe. And he played 25 minutes tonight. So there's some accountability there. I, I would like to see just not, not an overhaul of the starting lineup, but maybe a change. So um, Brock Stempler says, rough game. It's not panic time. Sure, it's not panic time. It's P Painter's not going to panic. He's not going to panic. I don't think Purdue should panic. But um, I do think they should make some adjustments. I don't think making adjustments is panicking at all. Um, and they need to. So thanks to everybody. Um, yeah, thanks to everybody for tuning in. Really appreciate it. We could sit here and talk about what we think about the lineup for the, for the next 25 minutes and get nowhere. Um, and uh, I don't think it does any good. But uh, obviously, just like you, I want to see some improvement. And uh, after a game like that, you want to see Purdue play like a team that's one of the best teams in America. They did not play that well in the second half. So here, Minnesota game. So you've got what would you say? T tell me if you agree. And I think it's accurate. I would say three out of four halves. Purdue has been beaten. I know. I know they weren't. Were they? Yeah, they won on the scoreboard today in the second half. Ohio State, though, did absolutely enough to keep him at arm's length. And Ohio State made plays down the stretch, right? Every time it looked like Purdue was going to jump, they, they couldn't get it done. Um, 
So Ohio State, Minnesota, um, those are games Purdue needs to learn from. Um, so I'd love to see things get better. Judith Johnson, I'm late. Judith Johnson, thank you for commenting. Thank you for being here. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to read that. Uh, somebody, Mussolini, I'm not reading that. I don't agree with that, uh, with that sentiment that you say. I don't agree with that. And it's not over. So I'm not going to read the complete comment, though. But thanks again for everybody for tuning in. Uh, have a great evening. Don't let this ruin everything else. Don't be like I was earlier in the afternoon and be upset. Don't do any good. This one isn't in your control. So uh, God bless you. Hammer down. Talk to you soon. Uh, Rutgers is up next. We'll see you.